a witch is a woman that knows her power and a witch is inherently somebody who has some kind of ancient wisdom you know so um we all know that women always have and always will be the pioneers and the the progress of society welcome to the like-minded podcast with your host jenna shimon My goal is to share insights and information through real-life experiences and conversations between me and different guests. We talk all things spiritual, psychological, and everything in between. In today's episode, I talked to Christina, aka Slavich. We talked about that she considers herself a witch and what exactly it means to be a witch and that part of it is to share your wisdom and to remind all women that we actually all are witches. We talked about that magic is real and how to practice it. So Christina is getting into her own practices, sharing some of her wisdom, where she got it from, all the things that she learned from her ancestors. We talked about what aliens have to do with spirituality. We got into scrying and what exactly that is. Maybe you guys have heard of Nostradamus before. He was a very successful, very good scryer. He actually was able to foresee his own death. And that made us talk about death. And Christina was sharing that if she would be able to choose how to die, she would choose drowning. (laughs) To be fair, that really caught me off guard. Because I personally would never choose to die in such a dramatic, physical, painful, aggressive way. But the way she explained why she would choose to drown if she could made a lot of sense to me. And I really was able to understand where she was coming from. Which still doesn't really change my opinion. I would still choose a peaceful death. But it was interesting to talk about it. We also talked about mirror work and how mirrors can be portals. And why I am so into fire. And that I use fire as an element for my spiritual practices. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome. Thank Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, my love. I'm super excited for this one. (laughs) I always start with one particular question, and you don't have to answer it religiously or political or even spiritual, just what comes up to your mind when I ask you, what do you believe in? I believe that we are infinite in our souls, but that this infinite essence came from something that gave us that essence. Mm -hmm. So I believe that I am a part of something bigger and greater. And that also means that there is something bigger and greater out there than myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, and you believe that that is the case for everyone on this planet. We're all part of this particular bigger 
being or are the different bigger beings that others can be part of? Well, I mean, not every human, you know, is equal in his soul because I still do believe that there are beings, you know, like aliens, mm -hmm. you would say. People would, in the spiritual realm, people would say starseed. And I think a lot of people maybe heard of this before, you know, they say like it's Orion star seed or Valyrian star seed or whatever. And um, I still believe that this is true, but those aliens also are beings that come from something that is all enclosing and that even gave those beings, you know, their essence, I mm -hmm. guess. Okay. Interesting. I love this question so much. And I love <laughs> asking this question so much because you right away get a feeling of that person and their mm -hmm. belief system. And everyone gives so different answers to this. And I love your answer. Thank and I you. can <laughs> relate to a lot of the things that you just said. And yeah. I think it gives um, everyone listening also just a great perspective of how you see life. Thank you. So I mean, yeah, that was a good question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we met today to talk about a bit of the things that you are doing mm -hmm. and how do you use different things in your life to make this beliefs a reality for mm -hmm. you. So yeah, just like, I would just ask you to dive right into what do you do? What do you consider yourself as? Well, I mean, I consider myself a witch, but um, I'm a religious witch, you know? I consider myself like a Muslim witch just because Islam gave me like a close practice that I was always like searching for in my practice before. I never had a coven. I always was a lone witch. I always practiced by myself. And um, just seeing the, the mysticism and the occultism and all of this Islamic symbols, and even in their history, if you look at Sufism and if you look at all these like different law schools that you have in Islam, you know, um, I really believe that the Quran is something that came from a higher being that was like, it was revealed to us. So I believe like in the holiness of that book, but I mean, there are a lot of holy books and um, my mother-in-law, she always says, so it, it means like translated that it doesn't really matter what you believe in because in the end, we all will be in the same heaven. So I think that is like the quintessence, you know, of why I would consider myself still a Muslim witch, but I put the witch before the Muslim, I guess. <laughs> okay, nice, nicely answered. Okay, so you consider yourself a witch. Yes. What does that mean for you? How do you practice being a witch? How do you live being a witch? Well, a witch is a woman that knows her power. 
and a witch is inherently somebody who has some kind of ancient wisdom you know so um we all know that women always have and always will be the pioneers and the pr the progress of society you know just because we are bringing life so we are also bringing progress because women are the ones that started with medicine women are the ones that started with birth care and just like everything that comes reproductive care everything that comes around that you know so medicine alchemy apotecracy herbalism all of these things are extension of womanhood mm -hmm. so a witch is a woman that knows that and uses that for for her power mm -hmm. and ultimately i mean for her power that would be like the first step because you should really use that to help society and to help people around you. And um, that's why I came on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because I believe in sharing, mm -hmm. you know, your craft. And um, I believe in women sticking together and just us empowering each other. So that is a big part of being a witch. Yeah, I agree. I love that answer again. <laughs> Um, so many thoughts in between popping up. One of the anecdotes that I would just like to share is that a couple of years ago, I got to know that paradise or heaven, how mm -hmm. you translated it now, means Janna. Mm -hmm. And that's my name. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing now. What exactly is the language? Arabic. Arabic. Okay. I got to know that actually by, I guess, then some someone Arabic that I met a couple of years ago mm -hmm. that told me about this. It's like totally different, like um, written out or spelled yeah. like my name. But, but it's, the phonetic is phonetic sound is the same. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought that was so interesting because we also just talked before we came on here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, we, talk, we talked about also like past lives. And mm -hmm. I told you my story that I was um, African, happy enough yeah but mm -hmm. happy enough to have the the opportunity to have like a session with an energy healer where she saw one of my past lives and she saw me being in Egypt and walking mm -hmm. around in Egypt so th again with the name That's now the and that this came up again that you mm -hmm. talked about this because I totally forgot about this mm -hmm. you know it was like a random encounter I can't even remember anymore where it was you yeah. know but it stuck with me and then I forgot about it. And now you just brought yeah. it up to me. So thank you for that as well. It's and, another um, connection, you know, 100%. that we share the two of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so super, super interesting. But then also I loved what you pointed out about that it is part of being a witch to share mm -hmm. and to empower other women, mm -hmm. other witches, basically. Yes or reminding them that they actually are a witch. Yes. And bringing that back into their yes. life. And I appreciate you doing this so much in your unique way, because Thank I love you. your content. I love Thank what you're you. sharing. Thank I, you. I learned a lot. And there was actually one post you just shared, just popped up into my mind now, that you just shared, I think about a week ago, about scrying. Mm -hmm. Is that connect like correctly pronounced yes, because I've never scrying. heard of it before yes I kind of when you then explained it a little bit I was like oh, I'm actually kind of doing this sometimes mm -hmm. but I didn't know that that there was a practice a thing, mm -hmm. you know and there's a name to it even. yes so I found that very interesting and um, 
just wanted to ask you if you can elaborate about what what does that mean what do mm -hmm. you do practically you shared it on your instagram so everyone can also read it there but yes maybe you want to share it again like what exactly are you doing when you're scrying okay so i mean scrying is like my favorite top form of divination i love scrying because it's just so raw mm -hmm. and it's so you know because i i'm just a person i don't really believe in all these little tools and all of these little things i believe in the ability and the power of the mind so a lot of people cannot even look at themselves in the mirror for longer than five minutes you know without feeling some kind of emotions and then that translating on their face you know so eye contact is something that you only practice with other people i strongly suggest you start practicing with your with yourself because a lot of things mm -hmm. will come up that you are running from but this is another topic but yes <laughs> let's get back into scrying yeah yes, so though. scrying is a form of divination where you use a surface it's inherently it's like a concentrationsaufgabe what is that in english it's like just a, enhanced concentration like yeah a, it's like a con concentration training yeah it's like a brain concentration yeah it's like mm -hmm. a brain riddle almost you know because you are let's let's say you take a crystal ball and a crystal has raw structures within mm -hmm. the crystal that also speaks of the energy you know be if you put a crystal in water and you freeze it and then you see these different patterns that the water comes up with that's the energy the crystal holds and you can feel or translate that energy by well what you do you need a candle and you set up the crystal ball and you put the candle in front of it and you look at the light of the candle in the ball you know so you don't directly look into the ball but you have to do it kind of through the flame and when you concentrate yourself for long enough you have to do this for at least 20 minutes for beginners 20 minutes i would say you can work yourself up up to 40 minutes or one hour and wow. your your inner mind will play images on that surface people would say it's like an induced hallucination mm -hmm. and that's how you get your messages your 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 images from spirit and you can learn so much about your past lives you can learn so much about you know your ancestors past life and what have they maybe gone through and why you are now have to go through a certain thing because it's karmic from you know mm -hmm. or something that they couldn't do you have to relive now for them and you know things like that will come up people used it before i mean i don't do that because i don't really believe in that concept for fortune telling i guess mm -hmm. you know that's like the the typical image you know when you say crystal ball then people think of like some lady somewhere in a circus with like a shiny crystal ball and you come in and she will like tell you your future or whatever i mean <laughs> it, it can play pictures of the future but if you use it for self self-development and self-healing then rarely this will happen mm -hmm. i maybe if you are an advanced reader like i said in my instagram post nostradamus was a really advanced reader so he actually predicted his own death mm -hmm. from scrying so I don't know if it would work on other people. 
but you can try for yourself. Maybe you you will find out something about how you will die. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know, I think. I would like to choose if I could. Mm -hmm. What would you choose? Drowning. Really? Yes. Why? Because drowning is the only death where you go to the five stages, you know, of like fighting it and then you kind of like come then comes the fear when you know you can't fight it then you go to this like acceptance stage you know so it's a way of death where you consciously feel that you are dying so you fully release it's like a release it's like a journey it's like a transition mm. yes okay interesting so rather than being like taken out and have no transition you know and then mm -hmm. my spirit just comes up somewhere and i'm like where's my old body <laughs> i yeah. would i would rather you know just like fully transition and fully feel i mean if you live life like me to the fullest and you want to live and experience everything to the maximum why not do the same in death Mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. experiencing death fully with all of its stages and you know there is a point where you're dying where you consciously like know that you're dying yeah yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. just like that moment that's that would be something that I would wish for that I have mm -hmm. in my death okay I want the same journey that you described just now like the mm -hmm. same experience mm -hmm. but I don't want it to be necessarily physically mm. scaring I would Why just not? like to because fear I guess mm. I always just envisioned when if I was envisioning it to just fall asleep while maybe having also the experience of like a meditation mm -hmm. type of leaving the body mm -hmm. by like um being aware mm -hmm. of it happening but not violently but not violently yeah. exactly and i guess I, i i don't have another answer but fear to the question mm -hmm. when you said why not mm -hmm. aggressively i never thought about it i was just like i don't want to feel that way so this is not what i want <laughs> to feel yeah as the last thing i'm feeling before i leave my body mm -hmm. but i get what you mean when you explained it mm -hmm. very interesting i never really had someone saying that i never really asked someone that question mm -hmm. before i just talked about uh would you want to know mm -hmm. how and when you die mm -hmm. but never about if you could choose it yourself how it would happen so that yeah. was also interesting thanks for sharing that as well you're welcome um that's some deep shit here today <laughs> um it's fun talking with you yeah for me like and it's, it's also so organically happening I love that but yeah scrying interesting because what I did before to just come back to the topic mm -hmm. I just realized that we were talking about <laughs> scrying yes that I did that before by looking into fire directly mm -hmm. candle scrying also yeah. practice and this is when I then after I saw your your post also mm -hmm. got into to research and then realizing oh, I actually did that before mm -hmm. I'm doing this since I'm a kid yeah you know I'm both that's what I also said we also like had 
we had a conversation mm-hmm. before we had this conversation <laughs> yeah. and we were talking uh, of some things and something came up where I also said like I was always drawn to fire mm-hmm. right I'm a fire sign I'm a fire rising as well I'm a Leo sun and uh, Sagittarius rising so a lot of fire in my chart and um, I feel that as well in me mm-hmm. but then also the the actual use of fire mm-hmm. in my life by just loving candles like our house was full of candles mm-hmm. like my mom loves candles this is what I grew up in there were always candles there were never really like candles that smell like something mm-hmm. I definitely incorporated not um, smell infused candles because I don't like them because mm-hmm. I think it's too artificial artificial it's yeah. not real but I rather use like for example, lavender a lot as essential oils yes. or also actual lavender and burn yeah, that. Just burn it. Yeah. Drink it. Mm-hmm. Smoke it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is cigarettes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that was interesting to understand about myself. That mm-hmm. was like a definitely like a definitely again another level layer of me realizing that I was always drawn to fire. Yes. And that I without noticing it doing it consciously started to work with fire mm-hmm. today by also using candles in, in in certain meditations or also in spells yeah it is always like fire for me yeah so um same here interesting yeah, yeah i like that getting to know about scrying and that i was actually practicing yeah. it so you yeah. can even take it a step further when you already looked into the candle just put a mirror behind mm-hmm. and then look into the flame in the mirror okay so what what's the difference by not looking into the fire well by looking into the fire or looking into the reflection of the fire what actually does that well you know crystals or bodies of water or mirrors they are essentially portals yes we believe that they have an essence in themselves you know, so when you add that extra layer, instead of just looking into the fire directly, you actually open up another channel for spirit to come through. It's like an easier way for them to manifest themselves Mm -hmm. or send you messages because the surface of the crystal, the mirror or the body of water in itself, you know, carries that element of um, transmitting, mm-hmm. of being a transmitter, you mm-hmm. know, so you are just opening up the way, you know, or making it easier for a spirit to come through, basically. Okay. I mean, I use, I, I do mirror work as well. I just never combine these two. And, mm-hmm. I, and I just love what you're saying. And it makes a lot of sense to me. So that was definitely, will definitely be something that I'm trying. Yeah. Also, you know, different like spirits from different pantheons, like angels or demons, you know, they like mirrors. Mm-hmm. They they just they like when when you look at yourself in the mirror and they can attach themselves to a mirror and that can be a way of communicating to you, you know. So I recommend mirror use for all witches, but Lock your mirrors and don't put your mirror facing your bed <laughs> or hang your mirrors at night with a some kind of cloth, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you saw when you came in, my mirror is hanged. 
right um, by the door it's right by the door and that's why i, I hang something above yeah it. very good because i want to get rid of it but that's another story mm -hmm. i tell this later to you yeah. but um i want to get rid of it if someone wants a mirror it's beautiful it's gold i just don't have use for it anymore it's right when i would open the mm -hmm. door it's also right um on right. the other side of my bed mm -hmm. and it's at the entrance uh, yeah. so i had to hang that shit but it's definitely an interesting story with me when it comes to mirrors in general i would mm -hmm. say because i believe in them being portals as well uh, they I always definitely kind of, are yeah i always kind of did M mirrors are the first thing that humans came up with in alchemy mm -hmm. if we want to talk alchemy mirrors is the living you like proof <laughs> that alchemy can work and it mm -hmm. exists because mm -hmm. making like mercury and glass and whatever they put in that mixture to make that reflective surface that you, and i'm sure when you were a kid you I, i mean i did this you would always look into the mirror and then from the side of your eye you would see or at least me you would see like shadows in the mirror or you would feel like your reflection is looking back at you and you would try to like look and look back super fast to shift, see and shift focus yeah and, and shift yeah. focus to mm -hmm. see if like the reflection changes or whatever so that is just your heightened spiritual ability as a child what what you saw there probably was real amen yes so i believe that too it's just we we as we grow up we lose that ability and we like our third eye closes off and we just can't see and feel like all of these different entities around us you know where this is just like the first plane yeah and there are so many beings that animals and children see or sense or hear or smell or feel you know that that we we train we have to train ourselves to kind of open open that that vision back up again 100 there's so much that you can see in yourself when you look yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. not to check your appearance mm -hmm. but to look, look yourself into the eye exactly and look maybe you. also exactly but also look at you but mm -hmm. from a different perspective not of like mm -hmm. this is how i st it starts for me yes um like to not look at you to check if everything is okay mm -hmm. do i have a new pimple what is going on there <laughs> i have some more wrinkles what's whatever, whatever. but to just look at you yeah. and see the new you mm -hmm. that you are in this present moment and just take it as it is without judging it as yeah. bad or yeah uh good this is how it starts for me and then i look into my eye and mm -hmm. then you just eventually start losing yourself in that side exactly. and this is when you yeah, yeah like get messages you, you, see will, things. you will start to look for yourself because mm -hmm. where do you actually sit in your body mm -hmm. you know this is also something that a lot of different science people talk about you know where is the actual place of the soul is it in the heart is it in the gut is it in the pineal gland is it in the brain you know what i mean yeah. so what is that you that essence because it's not your eye color it's not your eyelashes it's not this body it's not even the reflection of the of the colors and the morph morphe you know waves that you see when you lose yourself looking at your own eye and you see how many like different colors there actually are in there and stuff it's not even that Mm -hmm. not even 
it's it's something that is so ungraspable and something that it's so hard to like paint it or imagine it or describe it you know this is and this is where spiritual ability you know comes from this is spiritual yes. training yes this exactly is, that's is exactly what it is your greatest tool is your mind yeah and your your own willpower your own ability that's why i am so keen on you know discipline and just being devoted to your craft and i remember when i first started out like seven eight years ago you know my girlfriends around me in the within the first like two years or something they would always be like girl you never go out anymore you like you don't you're not spontaneous anymore i guess you always have to be in bed by 9 p.m or <laughs> something like that you know or you you don't go to bars anymore or stuff like that you know i can't go to bars because i don't like low entity energy spirits attached to me it takes me like fucking half a day to get rid of all of these entities that attach to me when i go to these places that are so low vibrational mm -hmm. it's just not worth it for me you know mm -hmm. and you kind of have to explain that to the people around you where you're like guys this is like not a hobby this is a lifestyle <laughs> you yes. know this is a way of life yeah. of course i'm going to be disciplined about it you know magic is so profound magic is the little things you do every day the little intentions you set every day you know magic is even when you make your morning coffee and you stir it nine times to the left and then nine times to the right and then you clink 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 that is magic you know what i mean like that <laughs> it's it's not having to do like this big ass ritual every day or live by the moon cycle and i wrote about this on my blog too how i'm not a servant to the moon and how you know it's it's a cycle like every other cycle and it gives you some kind of orientation even in your life but it doesn't have to be my cycle the lunar cycle i don't have to live with the lunar cycle every day you know what i mean but some things of what i do have to do every day is like protection work you know and that is like the gritty down work of witchcraft that's not pretty that nobody wants to do because it's shit like going outside and picking nettles mm -hmm. and then my husband looks at me why you never wear hanshua uh, gloves when you pick nettles and i'm like you don't understand without the pain i wouldn't be able to appreciate mm -hmm. you know what it gives for me again full experience you know don't close yourself off from fear of physical pain mm -hmm. because this is temporary it's it's vergänglich. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so then you pick the nettles one of my favorite spiritual practices to recommend for protection to all of you pick nettles boil them like one liter of water in a pot is enough and then you scrub down your door wall your doors your hand door handles your floors and the little part yeah that little part you know like that wall part so you essentially do it as a as a portal Mm -hmm. uh, movement around the door mm -hmm. so you also have to go on the, the downer down part, part of the door exactly so because there's also a piece of like opening yes, yes. okay yes i get it and rub that down at least once a week twice a week is better okay why would you do that 
So things that I don't like and people that I don't like don't come in and don't stay in in my home. Mm -hmm. That can be energies, that can be physical people, that can be even thoughts that me or my husband bring from outside. You know, when somebody loads something off onto you and you don't necessarily want to take that into the bedroom, you know, or the place where you sleep or your sacred place, you know, where you kind of let loose and want to feel, you know, at peace and comfort and safe also. That's what you do it for because that kind of takes it, takes it off you right before you leave and you can just... Even you, you, if you do this, just check in with me after a couple of months, because it's interesting to hear the stories from people that I tell this to. They say people that didn't have the right intentions for them, they would come into their home and they would start feeling sick or they would be like, oh, something is wrong today in your house. Why am I, why do I have a headache and stuff, you know? And then they would like hmm. sit for half an hour and then leave. <laughs> interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, making I, it easier for spirit to protect you. Yeah, I definitely also have not a, a practice like that, but for the same reason mm -hmm. is why I, again, fire is my element, burn certain mm -hmm. herbs to do it. Yeah. Before I leave the house, sometimes when I come back, mm -hmm. um, I'm feeling a lot of things when I'm outside. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of things when I'm in the train. That's why mm -hmm. I sometimes have to switch like the the wagon the, mm -hmm. the car because i'm like there's too much going on in mm -hmm. here i need to go yeah and this is what i then cleanse myself off of mm -hmm. when i come home when i had like kind of these encounters yes so yeah and that's... also what it does you know it kind of makes your whole place like a sacred place mm -hmm. you know because if you treat your whole house like a church and not just your altar place then kind of everything in, in that home will become sacral. And you, the way you move, you know, it will become different because you will put, there will be no more like dead, dead energy and that dead space holding going around. You will kind of utilize your whole home as a sanctuary, you know? And this is also something that I strongly believe in. Mm -hmm. Just... Sanctu sanct sanctifying your house <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i believe in that too i also have some rituals that i'm then doing with myself and for my home and certain things but definitely different ones but it's interesting mm. to to share these because there's so much out there that yeah it just shows you even when you sometimes like you come to a next level of, of something like of wisdom whatever mm -hmm. it even is for us it's in that area mm -hmm. And then it just opens up a total new, like you went through a new door where you learned something new and that just opens up to an entire new room where yeah. you're like, oh my God, there's so much more to learn. Yes. And that's when you become to realize that there's always going to be more to learn. Yes, definitely. And you just definitely. get excited about this mm -hmm. and accept it. Or The more like, you learn, you learn that you know nothing. Exactly. Inherently. Exactly. So, and that's why I love these kind of this podcast already. Mm -hmm. I'm just starting, but it's just uh, the entire yeah. podcast. There's so many amazing women that I'm inviting and having so much more wisdom coming my way. I'm and excited for their it. Their way. And then you are no exception of that. Thank like, it's, you. Um, Thank amazing. you for having me. 
I'm excited to be part. Yeah, I it's can amazing. wait to see what other people will come on. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's a super interesting and exciting new journey mm -hmm. and and i love that because i have the feeling i'm growing so much in such a short period of yeah. time by just like having these amazing conversations yeah and being able to share that with others at the same time i am super grateful for this happening and super amazed by by all of this happening but there's actually still one more question that i wanted to ask you yes how you grew up and where or when it started for you to have the affinity of interest in magic, being a witch? Okay. Um, well, my grandmother and mother are also witches. So I grew up around the practice ever since I was born. And um, I was born in Russia and I was raised in Russia. We came to Germany when I was seven years old. And the way we lived in Russia was more like rural, you know, so we would live like in the forest, we would have a farm. And one of the very first spiritual encounters that I had was when I was about three or four years old. And I was going to the kindergarten and I had a vision of a wolf. And I still don't know till this day, you know, in my mind, I believe the wolf was real, but it can be a possibility that was real, literally just a vision. And if you would have like touched it, it would go, go away, mm -hmm. you know, not physical manifestation of a wolf. And um, I remember that I was not scared at all. On the contrary, I felt like I needed to run off with the wolf instead of going on the street side with my grandma, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And um, yeah, that was like one of, one of the first like I guess, psychic or spiritual things that happened to me and things like that would happen to me throughout all of my life. I was still raised Christian Orthodox, you know, so grew up in the church, but with the practice, like still on the side, you know, my mom and my grandmother, they would have altars, they would um, light candles, they would smoke cleanse the house, they would do ritual baths and ritual washes on the doors and the windows. Um, they would always lock their mirrors and stuff like that. But it was always interwebbed and intertwined with Christian orthodoxism. So we had a lot of like angels and icons and on all the altars it was like icons of angels and like angel card cards and oracle cards and stuff like that you know so slavic people we have rodnovera which is our old faith before christianity and a lot of these pagan practices got intertwined into orthodoxism as it is with all of religions you know so yeah that's basically like my spiritual background okay. that I came from. So it started very early on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, when I was born, the first thing my grandmother did, she egg cleansed me. If you want to know what the egg cleanse is, you can go on my blog. And to this day, when I go to her house, you know, she's still the first thing she does. She performs an egg cleanse and she cracks it and she reads it. And then she's like, okay, you're doing good. 
Wow, interesting. Yeah. And I remember even when I was a kid, every time something bad happened, you know, I would get sick or whatever. My parents would not necessarily take me to the doctor. They would take me to my grandmother's house and her and her old lady witch friends would like <laughs> perform rituals and try to cleanse me or my siblings or my cousins. You know, we all grew up with a big family. So, okay. Yeah. When I was born, my father, which is apparently a tradition from Italy, mm -hmm. he put roses around the entrance of mm -hmm. the home where nice. my mother and him then walked me mm -hmm. in for the first time coming mm -hmm. from the hospital. And um, yeah, that's now, interesting. Italy has really powerful witchcraft and really powerful witches. They also have like their own term i can't remember it now but you know how in serbia you have lachmagia or in mexico you have santeria or mm -hmm. whatever you know they they have something <sighs> i i don't remember the word but they have something in italy and it's one of the most powerful witches also because they use heavy symbolism kind of masquerade that through christianity mm -hmm. and you know the the christian faith And I told Jana this earlier that one the most powerful magic that I know of is like cathedral magic, especially like Catholicism. If you know a Catholic witch or if a Catholic witch is with listening, please hit me up. <laughs> Let's do shit together. You know, mm -hmm. they are powerful. Okay. Like they their angel teams and their spirit teams, they don't fuck around. Yeah. I mean, I know that definitely. It's definitely more on the religious Christianity, Catholic part mm -hmm. um, that I just got to know by visiting Italy and getting to know my grandma. But with the language barrier, I don't mm -hmm. speak Italian. They don't speak German mm -hmm. or English. I also missed that chance. My grandmother died when she was 99 and a half. Wow. She almost made it to 100. Wow. But just from watching her, um, she was definitely a witch in the kitchen. She definitely, how she used herbs was 100% a part mm -hmm. of what I noticed. But I was there maybe seven times in my life, mm -hmm. always around two weeks. And the gaps between that were just It's like too big. Mm -hmm. years, yeah. you know, so never really got into practice there, but I definitely saw it. But then I also grew up with, she's my second mom. This is how I consider her with a background, a Slavic background as well. Mm -hmm creation and uh, yugoslavia as well mm -hmm. and her mother was like functioned like a grandmother to me mm -hmm. and um, there was a lot of belief systems around there as mm -hmm. well and also a lot of herbs and a lot of mm -hmm. um, physical things and stuff that yeah. i just grew up with a little Or just But, like yeah. just like little phrases that you would say yeah or little little like hand movements or hand gestures that you would do you know a lot mm -hmm. of things were for me i like so subconsciously picked up i didn't mm -hmm. even necessarily know 100%. the meaning behind them but i was just doing it because all the other women in my family were doing it mm -hmm. you know so then later in life you're like ah yeah <laughs> that's why they were doing that yeah. you know And this is why I think for me, it's just so interesting how, how I grew up because mm -hmm. my mom is German, my father is Italian, my second mom is from Croatia, mm -hmm. um, her husband is from Guinea-Bissau. I had so many different influences in my mm -hmm. very home 
that there, there were so many different practices that I definitely also subconsciously mm -hmm. and also some consciously adapted yes. and just put into my life. And um, there's sometimes just like moments where I realize, ah, oh, mm -hmm. this came from, from there. there. And I'm mm -hmm. just like realizing that at that moment, that was something that I did subconsciously. Yeah. And it's just amazing to still be on the journey of like letting these things resurface and experience mm -hmm. them. Yes, of course. So definitely it also is a journey. Yeah, definitely also something that I could recommend to just like be a bit more aware of the unique things you do, the unique things you say and mm -hmm. movements, like you just also said, yeah. and just try to find out where they're coming from, because yeah. that might open up a whole different story for you of your life and where yeah. you're coming from, because that happened to me. And I love that. And yeah. Um, yeah, don't be afraid of what you might find out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow, man, that was a whole conversation <laughs> it was fun it was fun i love that thank you so much for your time thank, thank you, you for sharing so thank much thank you for having me Aww. thank you for having yes. me i loved it it was nice thank Yay. you all <laughs> bye bye